Recorded live. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another live sports edition of Outspoken right here on the Open Mic Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Andre Davis, coming to you live from the second floor of the Memorial Student Center, better known as the MSC. Again, thank you all so much for joining us. We got a jam-packed show for you today. I am joined by two special, special guests. I call them guests, but there are no strangers too outspoken. I got my main man, Mr. Clifton Monroe. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing great. Man, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we are joined by Mr. Owen Roberts himself. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I got to, you know, I got to get you. I know y'all can't see him, but Owen has this slick, curly hair. He looked like one of them L. DeBars looking, uh, looking tight. Are you, are you related to them in any shape, form, or fashion, man? I just want to know. Not that I know of. I, I really want to know. Like, are you, you're not joking, are you? Seriously. I'm serious. You're I not related to them whatsoever. Maybe in the air, probably, but not, not, not that I know of, no. Well, man, you got to uh, you you give me your hair care products or whatever, whatever <laughs> you're working, man, that's keeping the hair nice and slick, man, because it's just looking awesome right now. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, I just started using, uh, like, just hair stuff for your hair, like, oh and that's why i like you man that's why i keep bringing you back on the show man Appreciate it. man again you too so to both of y'all thank y'all so much for joining us for today's show man as i mentioned we have a jam-packed show for you today if you are tuning in for the first time we go commercial free here on outspoken for one hour long so we're going to waste no time we're going to get right off into it Guys, a lot happened this week, particularly in the world of the NBA. It was the NBA debut this week. So yes. a lot of teams played this week. But for the Eastern Conference, for the, I'm sorry, for the Western Conference, there's only two games in particular that I really want to discuss. We're going to jump right up into it. So the first game, the Houston Rockets were victorious against the Golden State Warriors by the score of 122-121. to 121. Now, we all know. Golden State Warriors are the defending 2016 NBA champions. Yes. And I believe at the beginning of the game, they had their ring ceremony. So, on paper, nonetheless, Golden State was expected to win this game. Even though the Houston have an excellent team, yes. you got James Harden, uh, they just added Chris Paul in the offseason, you got Trevor Ariza, you got all these moving parts on Houston, but nonetheless, on paper, Golden State was expected to win this game. And honestly, they were winning majority of the game. Houston came back in the second half. So, and then they ended up winning the game 122 to 121. So, I'm going to start with you. In that game, what did you see in that game? Honestly, as we all know, Golden State was expected yeah, to win. So, yeah. what was your reaction at the final buzzer when you realized that they lost by one? That Houston Rockers can be a great a comp- uh, competitor this year. Like, they can really make or break a team like they they came close to beating the golden state warriors now i really want to go deeper than that y'all because i get it they're a great team you know they're a very competitive team i get all that they was competitive last year they made it past the first round uh last year now, i understand all that even though they you know they fell short uh to uh to the san antonio spurs but nonetheless 
Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you doing the fist bump. Huh? Now, we're San Antonio. Oh, yeah. I got a few things about them I'm going to say, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> we understand that they were a very competitive team. They always have been. Yeah. Even on paper, they was not, I, didn't, I didn't have them winning this game. Nobody else did. And at the beginning of the game, going to stay with one of them boys off the court. Yeah. So, Owen, so what, what happened, man? What, what was your reaction to, uh, to that loss? <laughs> I was really surprised that the shot didn't get off. That's what the, <laughs> I was really surprised about that shot that didn't get off. I thought um, I, when I saw the score a few days ago, I was like, man. <laughs> you know what that tells me? That means he start shooting. He's not releasing his release the ball quicker. He's not. It was, I mean, but it was an excellent shot, though. Yeah. It wasn't. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in front of him. Yes, yes. It was yeah. an excellent shot. But you know, at the end of the day, you know what I pulled from that? Regardless of the fact that. It went in, and everybody like, oh, man, they should have counted, should have counted. You know what? Forget all that. You shouldn't have let them come back anyway. I believe you had close to, what, an 18-point lead. Yeah, yeah they had an eight, time yeah. yeah, they did. There's no way that you're defending 2016 NBA champions, the super team. Everybody's called. I don't even like to play mad no more. I hate, well, not mad, uh, uh, 2K. <laughs> I hate when people get Golden State. I don't even play with them because it's just unfair. Yeah. So you're supposed to be this super team. There's no way. No excuses. There's no way that they should even come back. Not only come back, take the lead, and ultimately beat you at the end of the game. It goes to show that anyone can get beat in the game, you know? Um, no matter how good of a team you have, whether it's on paper or whether it's live, you should not have given up an 18-point lead in that game. I'm going to put I'm gonna put you on the spot, Owen. What does this mean for Golden State moving forward? Oh, <laughs> what does it well, mean going um, forward? Yes, I get it. For those of you that listen, it was just one game. That's a long season. I get all that. This is outspoken. Yeah. We make bold predictions here. So I want to ask you, what does this mean for Golden State moving forward? I just want to hear what you got to say about it. This isn't a this is this is not unfa- this is an unfazing moment for this is not phase Golden State whatsoever. It was the first game of the season. I know they lost, but. We have more games to go. It's a, it, I believe it's still an 82 game season. Yes, sir. So throughout that, it's a very long season. Very long. So uh, a lot could happen, you know, throughout that whole season, and they're not phased by it. I, I think they they know what they're doing. Now, there's only one thing that I really want to pull from that game that really just shocked me because you're right, Owen. I agree with you. It doesn't phase them one bit. I really want to see what you had to say. I want to see what you had to say about that because yeah. I agree with you. It doesn't phase them one bit. It's a long season. They will ultimately make it back to the uh, Western Conference Finals and, in fact, the NBA Finals. But there's one thing that I really want to pull from that game, and his name is Chris Paul. Yeah. The guy that joined forces with James Harden – well, not even just joined for what he – was in addition to the Houston Rockets in the offseason. They picked him up. There was a lot of hype behind him. Well, you really had two sides. You had uh, one side saying, eh, well, you know, you know, he's kind of washed up a little bit. He's not going to be a contribution to the Houston Rockets. Then you got one people go, what? You mean tell me with James Harden and Chris Paul, they're not going to be making some noise in the West? In the West? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was kind of in the middle, you know. I mean, I've always been a Chris Paul, uh, Chris Paul fan. I was honestly kind of glad when he uh, that he left the Clippers. You know, he turned down a lot of money on the table because that's just a a waste pool. You know, in the uh, in, the, in 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 
or for the Clippers. Nobody wants to play for Doc Rivers anymore. Uh, honestly, Blake Griffin is going to be on his way out pretty soon, even though he just signed that new contract once that contract is up, because nobody wants to play for Doc Rivers. But in that game, Chris Paul only had four points in that entire game. Yes. yes, he had tennis. Yeah, I he did know. have tennis. I mean, <laughs> he was passing the ball. Yeah. Did y'all see it though? You're supposed to be CP3. I didn't yeah. tune into the game just to watch you stand in the corner and watch James Harden do all the work. The same yeah. thing he was doing. Yeah. I saw all that last year. I saw that. Yeah, he would. Yeah, James Harden did carry that team. I saw that last year. And I didn't. We, we didn't put you on the team to be a Patrick Beverly type. You know, just stand in the corner and watch James Harden do all the work. We saw that last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Did we not? Yeah, we did. We did. He. That's why he was in the MVP running race. He still is. But I mean, I can yeah. at the end of the day, and I may be stepping out on the ledge when I say this, but I can find somebody that can give me ten assists a game. <laughs> yeah, I can find that. <laughs> that's not. Well, I'm not saying that's not hard. I mean, it's the NBA. But my thing is, you got a lot of uh, point guards uh, that can do that. You got a lot of free agent point guards that can at least get you eight to ten assists a game. Yeah. But think about it. When you when you think about Chris Paul. CP3, the yeah. name itself. Yeah. It stands out. The, the name stands out. I, mean, you, I, don't, I, don't expect, I don't expect to see that. That I don't expect to see that number. I don't expect, I don't expect to see those stats. Yeah. Four points. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Now, on one hand, people may look at that and go, yeah, Chris Paul only had four points, and Houston won. Because it's easy to make that argument, you know, Houston would have lost that game. They look at the fact that, well, Chris Paul only had four points. Well, that goes your problem. You got your other shooting guard, that being Chris Paul, only had four points. He didn't contribute enough. He didn't do enough. But in this particular case, they won, and he only had four points. That's why I asked you what I asked you, Owen. What does this mean moving forward? And, um, to your point, Andre, you can also say, how are you having Eric Gordon scoring 27 points off the bench and you score four points? So... That can also be another side of the coin and be like, you're CP3. Eric Gordon did his thing. Yes. He definitely did his thing. I mean, he, he showed some thoughts <laughs> in that yeah. game. I was kind of skeptical for a minute. I was like, Eric Gordon, do you, do you got it? Do you, do you, you know what I'm saying? I, I was kind of – I didn't really know. And he answered that question for everybody. <laughs> yes, I still got the ups. Yeah. For all you wondering, you know, I got it. I might be on the bench, but I, 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 still, I still have it. Now, the only question for him is, since it is a long season, can you keep this up for the whole season? I yes, consistency, yes. Consistency. Well, that would be another topic, another discussion for another day. <laughs> but moving right along, in the same conference, San Antonio Spurs. Yes. Care. Yes. Took care of business. Took care of business. Do you stop they it? Sure okay. did. They sure did. Take ain't care you of from, uh, don't you, ain't you a Houston fan? Are you yeah, yeah. It's a Texas team. I, I, so yeah, I'm a so Dallas fan. That's just like Dallas, I'm not about to root for San Antonio. We can't we can't stand each other, but just because it's another Texas team, no. Mm. I mean, it's, it's not like I could be a, another fan. All we have is an Austin Spurs D League team. That's not a professional team. Yeah, you told you. That's yeah. not my problem. Yeah. So okay. So what's closer to Austin? <laughs> hey, man, you tell me. I'm sorry. I personally understand why the fact that that's, in, uh, that's the state's capital. I mean, at the end of the day, well, you ain't got what, a population of 500. Yeah. You, you, you pass through and you pass by, and there goes Austin. That's yeah. neither here nor there, though. But 
San Antonio took care of business against the yes, Minnesota they did. Timberwolves yes, they did. by a score of 107 to 99. Yep. 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 They all right, all right, Clifton. <laughs> all right. Yes, yes. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to give them the praise. You know, my boy Kawhi. Without Kawhi, without Tony Parker. He was player of the year last year. He got, he got robbed. He got robbed. Well, he won it two years in a row before that. He should have got it again. I mean, what he played, do you a, want? He played a great game. You know what? A basketball. Every, you know what? every year he plays a great game. I'm gonna step on the ledge and say that wasn't a cheat. That wasn't cheat played by Zaza Pachulia. I'm gonna say it. You You know what? I had no. You know, I had 
one, at the end of the day, I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, you're playing Minnesota, and I'm only I'm not trying to take it away from Minnesota, but under yeah. Thibodeau and then under the fact they got a lot of they got young guys over there. They do. I mean, you got Carl Anthony Towns who was you got Cat, yeah, you got Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, and that was the most surprising to me. And I think I had an argument about about somebody about this in class today. You get rid of Zach Levine and everything like that, but then you add. Jimmy Butler, and you add Jamal Crawford, two veterans in the league right now, yes. two shooters, yes. get you well over twenty plus points a game. Yeah, and they did not show so, uh, up in that fourth quarter, particularly. Uh, um, I just had his name, <laughs> Jamal Crawford. No, not Jamal Crawford. Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Cliff. <laughs> Thank you, Cliff. In that game. In the fourth quarter, when it actually, honestly, kind of came down to the wire between the Timberwolves and the Spurs, yeah. one question I had in my head, where in the hell is Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Where was he? He was nowhere to be found. You cannot do that if you're expected, you know, to rise to the occasion and, you know what I'm saying, just go beyond just the fact that, yeah, we got you making to the playoffs, but to actually try to, you know, go for a championship or anything like that. You have to show up in big games. And yeah. in that fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler was nowhere to be found. I couldn't find him. Yeah. He, the crazy part is, he was on the court. He yeah. was on the court. Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't be found. But nonetheless, Cliff, your Spurs got it done. Rah, 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 yes. rah, rah. Yes. Congratulations. Do do? Okay. Moving right along. Keeping the show rolling, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. If you're just now tuning in, we're talking NBA, Western Conference, Houston Rockets getting it done against the defending 2016 Golden State Warriors. San Antonio Spurs taking care of business in Minnesota. Well, actually, they were in San Antonio against Minnesota. Then we're going to jump to the East, guys. Kyrie Irving oh. returns to Cleveland. But, unfortunately, the Celtics fell short of the king himself, LeBron James, 102-99. Now, Cliff, I know you asked uh, before the show started. Obviously, uh, there was a devastating injury. Yes, Gordon Hayward. Yes, Gordon Hayward. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take it away, Clifton. So when you saw that, I know you was watching the game. The it fact was, that he got injured yeah, five minutes, five minutes into, the into the game. Yes. What was your reaction when you saw that? Okay. So at first, I had a like. I saw. A, I watched it um, during the game, and then later on in the week, I watched YouTube and rewind it. To go back to the beginning and see what actually happened and went like step by step, and uh, that was a devastating injury because you could hear the snap. Like, so you can't hear the yeah, snap. Yeah, you can hear. I know I wasn't tripping. Yeah, I heard yeah, something when I snap. watched it, and I was like, "What was that?" Yeah. So you, there was a snap. Yeah, you could hear the snap. snap. Yeah. Oh my god. Most definitely could hear the snap when he fell, man. Oh, and what was what was your reactions, man, to that injury? You know, I mean, it was a devastating uh, injury, <laughs> a huge, huge loss within the Boston yeah. Celtics. What was your reaction when you saw that when you saw the injury or heard about it or anything like that? I I was really stunned by the injury when I saw it. Uh as a player and just watching from the sidelines, you're motionless and you're you really you're you have you can all you can do is shake your head and pray that the a player like that has a speedy recovery. Because in situations like that, uh all you can do is just uh, wait to uh, wait to the next uh, operation, I guess. But uh, again, there were players on the side <clears throat> praying for Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, in particular, was on the court praying for for him to recover. That lets you know that something like that 
was just devastating, and it was it was just it was so emotional. Yeah, had, I think Kyrie Irving like he's about to cry. Yeah, I mean it was just that. That's just how bad that injury was. And then honestly, even though in this game you're very competitive and everybody's competing to the highest level in order to win, yeah. regardless of all of that, even as a player. You never want to see a player like that go down, especially an injury an injury like that that can honestly make you as a player contemplate retiring. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I those, mean, Gordon Hay yeah. was young. I mean, he just drafted, I believe, what, 2010, 2011. Yeah. He's a young guy. He's young in the league. But an injury like that, at the at the blink of an eye, yeah, it can hang your season up. It can hang your career up. It's very mm-hmm. devastating. Not too long ago, I read an uh, article today, actually. They said he's out for the season. Yeah, he is. He's definitely out for the season. I'm glad y'all. I want to kind of. I want definitely want to clear this up. And I definitely want y'all to help me because everybody, you know, is kind of going back and forth. It's, oh man, you know, he could be back, and he at this oh, point in time. No, 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 no. 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 Yeah, he's out for the he is done. Yeah, you cannot done. come back from that. No, he did have a chance to come back to the uh, to play for them. I don't think it would be to his best because those injuries you cannot come back from. It's right? a fractured left leg and a broken tibia. Yeah, yeah he's not no. You need a full year to recover. Full high, rehab, rehab, exactly. Yeah. And I made a bold, and I made a bold prediction a couple of days ago. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. I said, you know what, guys? At best, you may see him around March. At best, but even then, that was before we really kind of that's highly unlikely. Logistics of his injury and his uh and his uh operation and surgery and everything like that. Yeah. Now that all of that's out, there's no way. No, 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 no. He is finished. He, he's yeah, he's finished done. For the yeah. I give all my props to uh, what uh, to to Jalen Brown trying to fill his shoes, and best of luck to him throughout the season. I, I mean, and not even just Jalen Brown. You got Jalen Brown. You got Marcus Smart, who's definitely going to get more minutes. Than Marcus Smart. Yeah. And yeah. we already knew how well he was on defense. Yeah. But offensively now, uh, Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. He, was excellent in that game. I mean, he was putting body on. He was putting body on Dwayne Wade. I didn't really realize just the height advantage that he had over Dwayne Wade, and he was actually putting a body on him in that game. Dwayne Wade honestly couldn't handle him. Yeah. A lot of people didn't realize that, but it's true. Many it's players are going to have to step up. Yeah, huh? a lot many of players are going to have to step up and do it with injury. Yeah. Yeah. and they're going to have to. And so rather than with Kyrie Irving. Now, I think we mentioned this before the show started, Clifton. I don't. I'm not ruling them out of the playoffs. I'm not. No, I, I, I can't yeah. see it. No. If they're in the East, if they're in the West, totally different story. Yeah, the if West. In the East. Yeah. I can't rule them out. I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah. It's a long season. It's 82 games. It is 82 games. It's, it's a long season. It's a long season. And you honestly, we only need about 50 to really just be considered. Yeah. Okay, you know, and to be considered 50 for a to spot. like see if you can get a spot in the playoffs. Exactly. 50, 50, and all I'm saying is a spot. Yeah. I'm not going to say they're going to be a number one seed. I mean, hell, they, they were the number one seed last year, and they didn't have Kyrie Irving and everything like that. They was doing it uh, under Isaiah Thomas and Al, and Al Horford and all those guys yeah. like that. Yeah. So, no, no shape from a fashion that they're going to be number one seed. That's out of the question. I mean, they, yeah. just, lost their, uh, they just lost two games in a row. Yeah. But it takes eight teams. All you have to do is make one of those eight teams. Hell, even if you're number eight, and I'm not even predicting them to be number eight. Yeah, I'm not. I feel like they're going to make it. But we'll see where it goes. As we are 20 minutes past the hour, again, we are 20 minutes past the hour of our sports edition of Up Outspoken right here on the Overnight Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Andre Davis, joined by my main man, Clifton Monroe, and Mr. Owen Roberts, going to keep the show rolling. And I really – I just enjoy these guys. 
They are my sports contributors for the Panther newspaper. They're very, very reliable. They get things done in a very timely manner. So, again, I just appreciate you guys coming oh, no, to the show. Oh, no problem. So, man. we're going to enjoy this. Man, this, this is lit, man. I like it. So, we're going to keep the show rolling, y'all, <laughs> in the East. So, not sure if y'all watched it, but honestly, this is actually the game of the night for me. I, I normally don't pick a game of the night dealing with the East because it's just so it's, there's just no competition yeah, but, in that conference. Yeah. But this was a game of the night for me. Washington Wizards took on the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, Washington was victorious in that game by the score of 120 to 115. But just on paper, you got John Wall. Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill. Bradley, yeah. Now, rookies are getting their debut, and I'm calling Ben Simmons a rookie because he didn't play last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Ben Simmons getting his debut. Paul Carroll Ford. Yeah. Number one pick in the, uh, to the 2016, uh, uh, 2017 NBA draft. Making his debut, even though he didn't start. He don't start, which I yeah. personally feel like he should start over Jared Bayless, but that's neither here nor there. I personally feel like Jared Bayless is starting on yes, Markel yes. Fultz. Yes, he's, yeah, he's starting on Markel Fultz. But that's the, that's neither here nor there. Maybe that's something that the coach will probably switch up throughout the season. I mean, like like we've been saying on this show, it's a long season. We'll see what happens. But nonetheless, it was the debut of the two rookies. I was honestly impressed with what I saw from Ben Simmons moving forward. Even though the Sixers didn't win, they lost by five. The game came down to the wire. I want to say it was it was it was really a back and forth game throughout the entire game. I mean, I think one quarter uh, the Sixers were outscoring the Wizards, and the next quarter the Wizards were the Wizards were outscoring the Sixers. It was just a back and forth game. Yeah. But Simmons finished with 18 points and 10 rebounds. Another guy that played. Anybody remember him? Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's actually my. He's I really like him as a player. I like him too. I, I really just do. I can get the opportunity to see him more. I know yeah. he only finished with like 24 minutes or, or 25 <clears throat> minutes uh, in the entire game. Now, but he finished with a lot of points. I, I think he had like 18, 18 points and 13 rebounds. Yeah. 18, yeah. So just imagine like they're, they're really been, and, and it's something that the Sixers are going to have to get over if they want to be a contender in the East because as of right now, I don't have them making the playoffs. I don't. No, as of right me, now. Me neither. It's early in the season, but I don't have them making it. They're gonna have to really. He's gonna have to play more than twenty, than more than twenty minutes, if the Sixers are gonna have a chance to win or have a chance to make it to the playoffs. Playoff. Yeah. He's gonna have to. They were conserving him quite often uh, in that game against the Wizards, and it wasn't until the fact that they realized, oh hell, this game coming down to the wire. I need Joel Embiid in the game because Ben Simmons can't do it by himself. I mean, he just can't. This is debut season. He can't do it by himself. He's, in my opinion, is still a rookie because he didn't play last year. Yeah. Now, another thing to mention, guys, Ben Simmons. And can't remind y'all, Ben Simmons is 6'10". He's a point guard. Ben Simmons is a point guard. Maybe I just come from a a, a different time period, but a lot of people feel like, you know, that's the new uh, generation these days. They have these big old giant point guards guards. bringing the ball down the court. I'm not used to that. I'm used to point guards being 6'2", 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", at the most. Maybe 6'5", depending on who it is. Yeah. But Ben Simmons is 6'10". And the one question I had in my head, he was actually playing like a point guard and not a point forward. He actually played like a point guard in terms of bringing the ball down, having court vision, finding the open players, getting the ball to him. 
in I've, stride motion. Yeah. I believe that's a new age of basketball nowadays. Your bigs are now playing a point guard position, which back then was was unheard of. Why? Oh, and why? I don't like that. I, I don't use it. Down low in the paint where you belong. Yeah. <laughs> why? 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 It's it's the same reason of why basketball changes over time. Your fundamentals are integrated into players at a young age to play all five positions. Well, look at the rookies now. They're tall, like uh, <laughs> what's his face, Lonzo. He's like six. Is it like six? Uh, Lonzo is uh, six five. Six five and uh, both isn't he like oh, six six? No, Lonzo six six. Lonzo six six and Lonzo both. Six, six. These, these rookies nowadays are getting taller and taller. I mean, I don't know what they're feeling. And I, and I get you on. I know that you have to, you know, maybe maybe I have to change. I understand that you got to change uh, with the sport. As time goes on, the uh, sport is changing. Therefore, if you want to be able to properly enjoy it, you have to change as yeah, well. Yeah. I get that, but I just, ah. Uh, when am I going to get my? When am I going to get back to my Allen Iversons of the world? You know, my Steve Nash's yeah, of the world. Yeah. Your short point guards, my Jason Kidd's of the world. Yeah. Look at your premier. Uh, your premier point guards now. You have Russell Westbrook, who is six foot four. John Wall, who is six foot four. Kyrie Irving, who is six foot three. And I said that. I said six four. <laughs> Come on. I said six four. My cutoff, and I, and I honestly even said six five, depending on who it is. But damn it, I didn't want to go no further. <laughs> and when we get to start getting the six seven, six, six eight, six, six nine, yeah. six ten, hold it, hell. Yeah. LeBron James. LeBron. James. No, he's not. He's a four. He's not. He's not, he's not a, a point guard. He can play the point guard position, which he mostly does. Yeah, that's because he's the he's the captain. He's a I means LeBron James. He's he can do anything. He can be. He could be any position. I think him. for the first time, I'm seeing somebody who's a player, who's a coach, who's an owner. He's everything to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever he wants, that's what he is. But that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, yeah, all right, I get it. You know, I guess that's the way we're changing to this new damn millennium. Fine. <laughs> six ten point guards yeah, it is. Yeah. You heard it here first on outspoken. Six ten point guards and up. That's all we recruited. But we're gonna keep the show rolling. Upcoming matchups. I believe one is going on right now. My main man Clifton Monroe is gonna check into that for me. But the rookie phenom Lonzo Ball, as we just talked about himself, is having his rookie NBA debut tonight against the LA Clippers. Major questions circulating for uh, circulating for a while now, and I want to get both of you guys uh, uh, your thoughts and opinions on this. Will the Lakers make the 2017-2018 NBA playoffs? I want to get your hot take right here, right now on Outspoken. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Clifton. Will the Lakers make the playoffs? Honestly, I believe so. I believe they they, they have a chance to make it the playoffs. Why is that? Because... Uh, if you think about it, they have a good squad altogether. They yeah, have a young squad. Yeah, yeah, they, they have a good young squad, and that's that's not that that's not that common, honestly, because you have other teams that have like the Timberwolves. They have all they have like mostly rookies, and the way they're playing is pretty decent. Yeah, it feel like it's, it feel like something is missing, or maybe not necessarily something that's missing with the Timberwolves, but feel like it's just they're having a. I don't think they're they're having a difficult time putting it together. But the thing is, the Lakers. Have veterans and they got rookies, and I mean, Timberwolves do too. They got uh, uh, Jimmy Butler and they got Jamal Crawford. Yeah, you do have those two, but the thing is, those, these rookies know what they want. Like they they know what they want to go for. Like they want to make the playoffs. But... Go ahead, Owen. What you think? Will the Lakers make the 2017-2018 NBA playoffs? 
on paper, on paper, they have the ability to make the playoffs. Not a high seed. No, no, no. Forget about on paper. Yeah, just get about on yeah. paper. Yeah. Yes, I do. I believe that. So you have players like Kyle Kuzma, who's a very once in a lifetime player who can ball out. You have Brandon Ingram, who can ball out. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, yeah. Who can ball out? I'm going to get to your point with uh, with Brandon Ingram because there's something about him that I really want to share with y'all on Outspoken. <laughs> I agree with the both of you, unfortunately. I was hoping one of y'all was going to say no. <laughs> I, was waiting for, I was waiting for a debate. But y'all are very smart men, so y'all answered very smartly. Yes, I honestly – go ahead. What I do have to say is if whenever they go against – like when LeBron goes against – the Lakers, and uh, Lonzo Ball shot. That is something that you have to take in consideration too, because there's a lot of veteran players that can just treat that like nothing when he shoots. I mean, he has a shot, but it's not like oh, he ain't got no shot. No, no, he ain't. He ain't got no shot. And I feel like veteran players, the more they play Lonzo, will figure that out. He has yeah, no shot. Yeah, and he got away with it at UCLA, but he really ain't got yeah, no shot. That's what I'm like. That's what a lot of people don't get. Like, with Lonzo Ball's shot, he doesn't have a consistent shot. But you know what? That's not really his game. And I'm going to get to Lonzo in a minute, but I want to address Owen's point about Brandon Ingram. You mentioned Brandon Ingram as far as being one of the star players on the uh, on the Lakers. The problem with Brandon Ingram that I honestly feel like Magic Johnson, who is now over the Lakers now, which is another reason why I feel like they have a shot, you know, Minus the fact that, you know, they only got just a few key players to point out, but you got Magic Johnson, a, a, a Hall of Famer himself, as you can hear over there, just uh, the, one of the best Lakers to ever do it. You got him. Then on top of that, you mentioned Brandon Ingram. What I personally feel like Magic Johnson wants to do with Brandon Ingram because he's a tremendous player. He's talented, very talented on both sides of the ball. He really wants to get Brandon Ingram out of his shell. That's what he wants. If you notice, he's kind of in his shell a bit. You know, it's kind of conservative. You know, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence or whatever, but I really feel like Magic Johnson is going to try to get him out of his shell. In addition to adding Lonzo Ball, I'm addressing your point in a minute, adding him to the team is going to allow that. And to get to your point, the reason why it's going to allow it is because Lonzo Ball is your – he reminds you of like your old-school point guard, you yeah. know. You know, the point guards in this new millennium, you know, it's now more, you know, about themselves in terms of got to get mine, get mine, get mine. Well, back in the day, when you're a point guard, your job was to distribute the ball. Get everybody else an opportunity to score. Look for the open guy. You know, if you played the point guard position back in the day, you were selfless. You know, not selfish, you were selfless. Right? It wasn't about you. It was about getting everybody else an opportunity to score. And if y'all notice, that's Lonzo's game. So to your point in terms of the fact that he can't shoot and everything like that, all he really has to do is just do just enough. Lonzo Brown doesn't have to shoot the ball. Because he's not a sharp shooter. No, he's, no, he's, he's not. not. He's a no. passer. Yeah, he, he's That's what he does. Yeah. On rebounds, push the ball up the court, look for the open guy. The passes that this guy does in the, in, in the game is just un, is unbelievable. He's he reminds me of Jason Kidd. Absolutely. A, lot of like, a lot of like Jason Kidd. Absolutely. He's a passer. So yeah. in that regard, that's what I feel like is going to help Brandon Ingram because you got Lonzo Ball, who without a shadow of a doubt is going to feed you that ball. He's going to be willing to feed you that ball, and you're going to be able to score without even thinking. I, I, I'm going to make a bold petition. That's what we do here. Right All right, Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. Well, I believe these players are going to be superstars in this league. 
And with that, it's going to be problems because they're not going to pay all these players. I don't think they're going to stay together. Well, at the end of the day, uh, L.A. is a big market. It's a it very is. big market. Yes. And we can just fast forward to this year because we already know, well, we can already make predictions based on, you know, speculation and everything like that, what's going to be expected uh, for next year. Alonzo Ball and all those other guys, they're the future. And everybody can see that. You got a lot of players, a lot of big-time players, both on the West and on the East, yeah. that want to go to L.A. They want to play for the Lakers. They want to play for Magic Johnson. They want to play with Lonzo Ball and the, and the young guys over there because they're going to be hot commodities in the league. So that and that perspective right then and there, I know you got to look at your budget and everything like that, but they're going to find it out. They're going to find a way some way somehow because it's just too damn. It's too big of a damn market. You're going to you're going to put these players somewhere. Yeah. Some, some players about to take a pay cut or whatever have you. Uh, you know, you're going to play. You're going to pay your starters. At that point, some have to uh, have to wonder as to whether or not is it about the money or is it about championships? Is it about us getting our bread, or do we want to be contenders against a super team that is the Warriors? Yeah. So it's just a question that you have to ask yourself. But nonetheless, he makes his rookie debut today. We'll be checking that. We'll be checking that out tomorrow. I mean, not to us, tonight, and we'll be giving an update on that uh, as the show progresses and as we finish with our upcoming matchups. OKC takes on the Knicks tonight. Yeah. Now, the reason why I brought that up, and you and, can, and you can say the score, score if you want to, because I know what they're the playing score, right now. The score uh, right now is the Knicks have 40 and the Thunder have 40. So it's a tight game. How much time is left? There is three minutes and 34 seconds in the second quarter. All right, thank you, Clifton. So, tie ball game. But nonetheless, the matchup itself really wasn't appealing to me because who are the Knicks now? They don't have Carmelo. There's nobody over there. Oh, they have uh, someone over there. They're tired. Right yeah. They really got nobody over there. You know, they ain't, ain't, ain't really got nobody over there that's really worth talking about. But nonetheless, as far as OKC, I really want to just get into that team itself. Three powerhouse. Three. three. Not one, not, not two, not They have three this time. They have Russell Westbrook. I want to get both of y'all's perspective on the fact that, as you just mentioned, Clifton, you got Russell Westbrook, you Carmel got Paul Jones, and you got Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. I want to get y'all's perspective Paul on, how y'all, on how y'all feel like that's going to unfold this year. I feel like they have three players that can do all-around things in the court. Like, you have Carmelo Anthony, which is, like, phenomenal from mid-range. And then you have uh, Russell Westbrook, who averages a triple double like it's nothing, and uh, and then you have uh, Paul George, which I think can shoot from three and mid range, who can shoot from both. So yeah, you have three players who can do about almost anything that they wanted to when it came down to. It. I'm gonna just your triple double, uh, triple double uh, uh, point in a minute. But Owen, what do you think, man? You got you have a player that can create his own shot at any time. You have an athletic point guard who can chase down uh, impactful numbers in the game, um, and you have somebody that can play the uh, four and and just score. I I think uh, they can go pretty far with that team. So just to be clear here on how spoken guys. <laughs> Just, just to be clear, OKC makes the playoffs this year. Just to be clear. No, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So Most definitely. Yeah. Yes. For some, for some reason, some people still, some people think that they're not making the playoffs I, even I, with the addition I, of no. George yes. and Camilla Anthony. 
So just to be clear, they're making it. They're making oh, it. All right. I just want to be. I just want to be clear on that. Now, I want to address uh, Clifton. I want to address your point when you talked about triple doubles. I want to be clear on that. That's not going to happen this year. You can forget about it. He's not yeah. averaging a triple double yeah. this year because he, he, he can actually. He has a team which he can like rely on this. Year. He had to, he had to do it last year because he didn't have anybody. Yeah. You had yeah. Victor Oladipo, but I mean he got hurt and you pretty much are doing it by yourself. Yeah. So you had no choice. Now I honestly didn't think you had no problems doing it anyway. Yeah. Now you got Paul George and then you got Carmelo Anthony. Especially he definitely won't average a double in rebounds of this season because Paul George is gonna handle that for you. And Cancer's gonna handle that for you too. Yeah. So but nonetheless you got Paul. We got an addition of Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. You shouldn't have to average a triple double. Yeah. If we look on the stat record and Russell Westbrook is still averaging a triple double, and you got Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, damn it, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. In the world, he should still be be to be a damn workhorse. Now I know that he's gonna, now. I know he's going to be a workhorse. I get it because that's who he is as a player. But, yeah. That's who Russell Westbrook is. But. At the, in the same breath, you got Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. You should not have to be working as hard. And if you are, only two things you can really point from that. Either the level of production between Carmelo Anthony and Paul George needs to increase, meaning they're not doing their damn jobs, and, and Westbrook still has to, be, has to, have, a tri- has to have average a triple-double, yeah. or he's being selfish with the damn ball. And he's not passing. He's not giving Paul George an opportunity to score. He's not giving Carmelo an opportunity to score. Only two things you can point for that. But nonetheless, I personally don't feel like he should be averaging triple doubles this year. Yeah, and the thing is, they just need to get – if they have the player chemistry, I think they're going to be perfect. If they get their chemistry together, I think they'll have no problem. Well, chemistry is always a thing that we throw up in the air in terms of if they get the chemistry down, then they should be good. I mean, we said the same argument about LeBron James when he went to Miami to join Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And ultimately, we can tell that the chemistry definitely wasn't that. I mean, Miami made to the uh, finals. Huh. They were in the Eastern Conference. They ran up against my Mavericks in 2011, and they lost in game six. So, nonetheless, chemistry is always, is always in the question, and hopefully they can get it done because they shouldn't have no problems. As we are 40 minutes past the hour here on Outspoken, and we're going to wrap the NBA up with, as I mentioned to you all before the show, our beginning of the year NBA Playoff predictions. I'm gonna start with you, Clifton. Okay, okay. Give me your top eight NBA playoff spots for the West. We're not gonna focus on the East because I can care less about the East. We already know who's gonna make it to the final. We already know who's gonna be in the top two, top three seeds. I only care about the West because it's more competitive. There's more teams. There's more moving parts over there. That's the conference that I really want to focus on. So, my main man, Clifton, and then we're gonna go to you, Owen. I want to know your top, top eight. eight. Okay. And, and you, you don't have to, if you want to put it in order, you can put it in order. It don't matter. Just give me your top eight. Okay. So I, you know who I got to put up first. I got to put uh, everybody's going to put Golden State up first. I yeah. That. I'm going to put Golden State first. Then I got to put San Antonio first. Of course. And go then I'll, I'm going to put the Houston Rockets. Okay. Most definitely. And then. Uh, a team that people have doubted and think they won't make it to the playoffs for some odd reason, I will put the Thunder. And then, uh, let's see. I, I mean, the other the other teams I would put is like, that's what you got four. 
We need four more. Four more? Yes, sir. Uh, I'll put Minnesota and the Portland Trailblazers. That's, 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 that's six. Six. I need two more. Oh, okay. Let's see. You're almost there. You're almost there. <laughs> Give me two I try, more. I try to think of. Let, let me. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's a bunch of teams in the West. Yeah. Yeah. There is a bunch of teams in the West. I'm trying to. There's a bunch of teams that you left out. I'm trying to. Utah in there. You got Dallas in there. You got there's a bunch of teams left. Yeah. Got the got the Pelicans. No, I I think New Orleans will will make it. That's seven. And uh, my eighth one will be, let's see. Uh, I need that last one. I, I know. I'm trying. Okay, okay, okay. Give me that last one. Oh, all right, all right. The Lakers. And Lakers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, for Clifton, we got Golden State, we got San Antonio, we got Houston, OKC, Portland, Minnesota, and uh, Pelicans, and the Lakers. Go ahead, Owen. What you got for me? Well, I got Golden State at number one. I, I have to. Number two, I got the Spurs. All right. Number three, I got Houston. Number four, I got uh, I got the OK, I got OKC. Okay. Number five, I got uh, I got Portland. Gotcha. Number six, shoot. Uh, I got Minnesota. Number seven, I got New Orleans. And number eight, I have the Lakers. Exact <laughs> same list. Exactly. You might as well just say what Clifton got. Yeah. Wasting that air time. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> so, I'm being realistic, though. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I'm just, I'm only serious. So, at the end of the day, Clifton and Owen, you guys had the exact same thing. You guys had the exact same teams. Now, I'm going to be honest. Both of you guys' predictions were similar to mine with the exception of one team, and that's New Orleans Pelicans. I had (laughs) Golden State. I had San Antonio. I had Houston. I had OKC. I had Portland. I had Minnesota. And I had the X Factor themselves, that is the L.A. Lakers. But in substitution, in substitution for – the New Orleans Pelicans, I had the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I had, wow. I had the Memphis wow. Yes, I damn it. Yes, I said it. <laughs> oh. yeah, I said it. Okay. Well. I said it. I had the Memphis Grizzlies. Can I, can I please hear your reason why? Yes, please reason. explain yourself. I really would like this. I want to hear my reasons yes. why. Yes, sir. First of all, I'm going to give my reasons as to why Pelicans aren't going to make the playoffs. I'm going to give you my reasons why the Grizzlies will make the playoffs. Uh, the Pelicans aren't going to make the playoffs. It's because Rajah Rondo is going to be inconsistent throughout the season. They're already 0-2 or 0-1, I think, right now. And it's only going to go down here from there. Yes, they're going to win games, I'm sure. Aren't the Grizzlies on one? It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. Hey, it don't matter. This is going to have to be moving parts as the Pelicans do, number one. And number two, honestly, and I'm honestly disgusted to say this, because when you got two of the, two of the, the best big men in the league, that being Boogie Cousins and uh, Anthony Davis, there's no way in the world you should be sucking this bad. But here we are having this conversation, Clifton. Yeah. The Pelicans are not going to make the playoffs. There's too many, uh, too many moving parts. You said it perfectly because they only got two good players. Well, honestly, 
you can make the argument that two, those two good players and the fact they got two good big players that yeah. that should be enough for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, two of the, yes. two of the greatest, two of the, the best big play, the big players in the league right now. I mean, on paper, when you look at the fact that you got DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis, there's no way in the hell that you should be out of the playoffs. Most definitely, you should be in one of those eight seeds. I'm all right, brother. But here we are discussing it now. Yeah, you're right. On the Memphis side, you got Mark Gasol, a prodigy of Paul Gasol. Yeah, I actually enjoy watching Marcus All play. Gasol brothers, Gasol brothers, absolutely. You got Mike Conley. Now a lot of people underestimate Mike Conley and his level of production on the court, but this man can produce. I honestly underestimated him. Myself. He, 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 I mean, they didn't pay him all that money for nothing. Now yeah. I just think it was just a little wee bit too much. Yeah, that's even here nor there. But I'm broke, so I can't make no argument <laughs> in that perspective anyway. But. They underestimate this guy. Seriously. They really do. Yes, I they like Tyreek Evans. I like him. He's a tremendous guy. He's, he, can, he can give you 14 to 15 points a game. He can. And keep in mind, you, all they have to do, I kind of put them in the same position with the Lakers. And the reason why I did, even though the Lakers have a more of a younger team, you know, whatever, a lot of people feel like that they're not going to have enough to win 50 games. I put them in the same perspective as the Lakers because of the fact that it's a long season. They're taking eight teams. Only about, we can really legitimately make the argument for about four or five teams in terms of the fact that their spots are guaranteed. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we mentioned, like we mentioned Golden State. We yeah. mentioned San Antonio. We mentioned Houston. Okay, see. Now, we're missing the OKC. I'm not even putting them in a category in terms of the fact that their spots are guaranteed. Yeah, they not, still yeah. have to prove That's, the fact yeah. that they can all play the they game. They have the potential to be. Now, on paper, you're thinking, yes, they can definitely make the playoffs. Hell, Russell Westbrook did it by himself last year, and now you add Paul George, Paul George and Camilo and Anthony. Yeah. They shouldn't have no problems. But you got three guys on the team, and on top of that, you got three guys who – came from their perspective, well, two guys that came from their perspective teams, and they had the ball 90% of the game. Paul George left Indiana, he had the ball 90% of the game. Carmelo, when he left New York, he had the ball majority of the game. Yeah. So you talk about putting all three of those guys on the team who need the ball? Yeah. I don't know. That, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. We're just looking at the fact that all three of them are superstars. Yeah. yeah. All three of them are all-stars. Working on one team on paper, you think, well, damn, that should be that. That should be a plus. There's no reason why they shouldn't make the playoffs. Over the course of the season, it can it can be a great team that they can gel together, or they can fall apart. Because we've seen it happen before. We have. We've seen it happen. Before. We have. So nonetheless, that's neither here nor there. So, like Agent Zero and Karan Butler and the Wizards when they had that team. We saw how that ended. Yeah. <laughs> We saw how that ended. At the Denver uh, Nuggets when they had Carmelo, uh, Allen Iverson. Well, that's personally when I feel like uh, Carmelo was at his best when he was at Denver. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. I feel like that's when he was at his best. Yeah, he, you had him. You had Kenya Martin and all those guys. Very few tremendous. I used to love to play with Denver on NBA Live <laughs> you know, when Carmelo was there. He was hitting threes from the corner like no other. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's my top eight. I threw in Memphis in there in substitution for the Pelicans because I just don't see it right now. Now, we have a long season. I may come back on outspoken. I say, man, you know what, Owen? You know what, Cliff? Damn it, I changed my mind. <laughs> the Pelicans have figured it out. 
they finally figured it out. Rajon Rondo is actually playing like a true point guard that we know he can play like he did when he was at Boston. Yeah. He, he's figured, they figured it out. Yeah. So you know what? I changed it. I'm going to substitute Memphis for New Orleans Plaza. Right now, until I can see it on court, I'm keeping the Memphis Grizzlies in my top eight. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Now, we have about a good ten minutes on the show. We have about a good ten minutes on the show. I want to get into a quick hit, a quick hit quickly on the show, guys. Rick Pitino, former coach for Louisville Gardens, he continues to admit that he has no knowledge of recruits taking bribery money to play for Louisville. Now, he had an interview on uh, he had an interview on ESPN with Jay Bylan on ESPN. And again, on that interview, just pretty much admitted to the fact that he has zero knowledge that this is going on. Now, since we don't really have time, I don't. I'm not even going to get into you know all the you know everything else that he's done leading up to this point because his name was in, has been in the news for a long time now. The only thing I want to get into is the known and the should have known yeah. because there's a difference. Now he's claiming that he had no knowledge of this. Now on one hand, I can argue the fact that well, hell, yeah, I, I don't. I disagree with you. I feel I feel like you had the knowledge, but you know what? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say, all right, maybe this one particular time, even though for some reason it's hard for me to believe because you mean tell me you're the head coach of a powerhouse school, that being Louisville Cardinals, who just won the national championship, I believe that's in, what, 2013 or something like that, won the national championship, and you mean tell me you didn't have the knowledge? <laughs> well, fine, fine, you didn't know. We get it. Whatever. You keep admitting to the fact that you don't know. You didn't know. You admitted on camera that you didn't know. Forget it. But, damn it, I feel like you should have known. I feel like you should have known. I'm going to get you guys' perspective on it here real quick. Then we're going to move on to the NFL. But I feel like you should have known. You should have known. Get a head coach. Yeah. This is the FBI. The FBI is busting down your door about this. You didn't know. And as I said, maybe you didn't know, but I feel like you should have known. I feel like you should have known. Yeah. You hired all of those staff members, you know, to do your to do the work and everything like that, to get these guys in and, you know, make sure they're comfortable and everything like that. You should have been paying more attention to your staff. If for some reason this particular case, out of all the other cases, you truly didn't know. Can I say something? He could have really done this in a different way. He could have prevented this situation from happening. He could have told the university, I have no involvement. I have no idea that this was going on. And if he did know it, he should have fired his people on the spot and should have been in place of his, of his surroundings to prevent money from coming in and being spread out illegally, as, as they say, and to have the FBI at your door, he could have gone in the wrong. He could have gotten done in the wrong uh, a different way. I agree. The only, the only reason why, the only thing that's that's wrong with with, with with that, Owen, is the fact that one, you're the head coach of this organization. Yeah. If you were taking on any other type of title, uh, the lower title, anything like that, <clears> then that, that that would be fine. But the fact that you're you're the head coach, these people are your staff. Yes. Members. You hired them. They work for you. So, 
even if he would have went to the university and said, you know what, I didn't know nothing about this, this wasn't my fault, blah, 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 he still would have got fired. He still would have got the can. Of course. Because they would have pointed out what they're pointing out this entire time that you should have known. How did you let this fly over your head? You're the head coach. This is why we put you in this position so stuff like this doesn't happen. And make this and make this and make this look like it's a negative look on the university. Of course, yeah. So that's why. So that's why, personally, feel like even if he would have went to the university and anything like that, it still wouldn't matter. They would have fired him anyway because at the end of the day, from their perspective, this shouldn't happen. Period. Yeah. And, and it's sad. It's for. It's unfortunate. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm have some sympathy for him because honestly. Somebody told me to, uh, to don't go on the show today and be insensitive. I really want to be. I really want to be insensitive. Like you should do better. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, Cliff. I really wanted to. Cliff, he, should, he was right, though. I mean, he should have. He really, really should have. But that was our – You got an opinion? <laughs> of course, man. Come on now. And that was our quick hit, guys. And we're going to quickly move on to the NFL. We're running out of time. I just want to quickly mention Ezekiel Elliott's six-game suspension – it's back on. Oh, my God. Why did you just take him out the game? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 I said it, Clifton. I said it. Oh, honestly. Somebody just let him in for the whole season. His six-game six suspension is back on, and no Deshaun Watson is not the best quarterback in Texas right now. Forget about it. <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. You can't even say that with a straight face. Forget about it. I know you can't even say that with a straight face. It's Zach Prescott, damn it. Oh. You don't forget about it. Oh, no. We're about to run some shoulders, man. Deshaun Watson is. He's about to break the record. You know the record for most? Uh, it's 26. I know. Yeah, he has 15, 15 now. I know. 15 already. Deshaun Watson's a bad man. Oh, forget about him. Forget about him. His consistency, play by play, every uh, Sunday? Come yeah, on. Man, if he keeps doing it's the, all right. the way he did I mean, hell, when he had five touchdowns in one game. Who would you play this Sunday, Clifton? You played the, this past Sunday. You played the Browns. Okay. 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 You played the Cleveland Browns. All right. Who were they? What I mean, defense does I, they do they okay, have? Okay, but still. You play, you play. Joe Thomas ring a bell? <laughs> Joe Thomas? Not really. Not really. Only consistent player on their team? Uh, okay, okay. Really. You know what? Cohen, what, what has your team done? The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> well, they just oh, got they they just got, business. Yeah. They took care of business. They, Who won? They, got, they just got a key player on their team because they fought the Adrian Peterson. They gave me yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, y'all. We got to get back to the topic at Come hand. Come on, now. The fact that Ezekiel Elliott's six game suspension is back on, but I told you, Clifton, you were going to be shocked at my response. Oh, and my response to that is, uh, it's not phasing me. Okay. You keep going back and forth. You're Ezekiel. Okay, okay. You keep trying to avoid these six. You can. I mean, look. You can avoid these six games all you want. You gotta serve those damn six games. Yeah. You can keep appealing it all you want. You can keep going back and forth between the NFL and the courts to try to keep getting these appeals. Uh, to put the what, six, what's gonna happen? Six games to he's gonna uh, he's gonna uh, mess up and uh, get the six game suspension right before the playoffs. Like they're gonna they're gonna be suspended for those six games. Like a make. Uh, make or break them to go to the playoffs. Well, that's if we're, well, that's if we're making an argument that the Dallas Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. And honestly, as of right now, I'm just not seeing it. I'm One of my saying- friends said he's a he's a Cowboys fan. He, he feels like the uh, record this year is going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. It may be. It just may be. Oh, hell, it, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe 7-9. and nine. Oh, man. Shit, maybe 6-10. and 10. We don't know. <laughs> that divides how bad they're playing this year. Now, I'm not even saying to make the playoffs this year because I really don't know. We still got to get – we still got to uh, – the Philadelphia Eagles, they're, they're looking incredible in the NFC East right now. All right, be easy, brother. So, at the end of the day, we, we, really, we really don't know. But yeah. at the end of the day, all I'm saying is 
He can keep avoiding it all he wants. He's going to have appealing it all he wants. He's going to serve those six games. He's going to serve it. Ezekiel Elliott feels like he's a golden boy in this situation. He feels like he's totally backed off and has has no involvement and has not done anything wrong. Well, well, at the end of the day, the title that's been put on him itself is look is already bad itself. Domestic violence. Once you have that title, it's hard to shave. It's hard to shave that off. What he's trying to do, he's trying to clear his name. Yeah, now, I had I had a slight moment of sympathy about this entire situation as far as the whole back and forth. You know what I start thinking to myself? Well, damn. Maybe he really didn't do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we really don't know. I mean, the entire investigation investigation itself has been inconsistent for over a year now. I mean, at the end of the day, you keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, because it's not easy when it gets to the NFL. It's not. And then on top of that, you're black, too. Hell, Tom Brady didn't win. Now, his suspension was cut down from 6-4 to four in terms of the deflate gate. But nonetheless, Tom Brady didn't win. What makes you think that you're going to be clear? That's what I'm, what I'm saying. What makes you think you're going to win? Yes. They didn't, if the NFL didn't let Tom Brady himself get away with what he did, what makes you think they're going to let you get away well, with it? Well, off is like they, they did, uh, delayed two games on Tom Brady. Why, why, why didn't they give him the six? Why did he go to four? Well, that's neither here nor there. That's a whole different situation. <laughs> but nonetheless, all I'm saying is he's going to serve his, his game regardless. Now, moving on, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, he met with NFL players a couple of days ago in terms of kneeling for the national anthem and everything like that. Supposedly, it was a productive meeting. You know, Roger Goodell actually got an opportunity to really sit down with the players and uh, really understand the bottom line of the situation of their situation, as he put it, uh, in terms of uh, why they're really doing this, even though we already know why it took, why the deal it took place. Colin Kaepernick, hello, yeah. he did this a year ago. He told y'all on camera why he just started this movement. But nonetheless, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let y'all take it away. I personally feel like... I uh, was, well, hold on. We're going to get that. I yeah. personally feel like the NFL, what's the score? And Roger Cadell needs to stop wasting everybody's time. I want y'all to, if y'all remember, can I go to the NBA real quick? He put out, he put out a state. Well, he put out a statement, but it's just kind of this little rumor that's been circulating in terms of the fact that Roger Cadell might, he just might, put out a statement changing the rules and making players stand for the national anthem. Now. What I've been told, he didn't mention that in the meeting when he talked to the players and the owners, you know, about this entire situation. My thing is, just not wasting everybody's time. That's what you want to do anyway. You understand that this a movement is affecting your bottom line in terms of dollar signs because that's all you care about. It's a business. I get all that. So just not wasting everybody's time. Just get, just go ahead and make the rule. I'm not going to be happy with it. I know a lot of players are not going to be happy with it. But at that point, that means you're forcing them to stand, and ultimately that's what you want to do anyway. Don't don't have a meeting with the players and the owners and, you know, try to actually understand uh, why they're doing this. When In the back of your head, you don't really care anyway. You yeah, don't. Yeah. I'm just being honest. You don't care. So if you don't care, we know you don't care, stop wasting everybody's time. Stop trying, to, yeah, stop trying to make the rumor that you're going to change the rule. Just do it. Honestly, I think he did that just for publicity. Well, we know that. Yeah, and, we know and, that. And the fact that he just now wants to do something about it just proves of what type of person he is overall when it comes to 
players sticking up for what they believe in. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, again, he doesn't care. He he doesn't care. He all he cares about the money. All he cares about the bottom line and the business. The fact that this movement is affecting their bottom line. Yeah, that's all he really is focusing on. So my thing is again, stop trying to have him. Stop make stop having a meeting and unless you honestly really going to get to the bottom line as to why they're doing this movement in the first place. It's not about the flag. It's not about patriotism. It ain't even about the damn soldiers. Yeah. It's about racial inequality, police brutality, social injustice, the whole nine. That's what it's about. Yeah. Unless you're Roger Goodell and you honestly, truly want to get to that bottom line, there's a point of talking about it. You have the power to make the change you want to make the change, just make the change so we can move on. Because it's really, it's this, this is circulating for a long time now, and it's really getting annoying to do because we know what you want to do, honestly. So we're going to wrap it up with <laughs> I wrote it on the paper, y'all, Monday Night Football. Yeah. It's Thursday Night <laughs> Thursday. Football. <laughs> it ain't Monday Night Football, but the Kansas City Chiefs are taking on the Oakland Raiders, and I'm going to let my main man, Clifton Monroe, give us an update on that game. Uh. The Chiefs are up 17 to 14. It's the second quarter, and uh, the Raiders have the ball. So, before we wrap up the show, guys, I want to get you guys' predictions on the final results of this game. I'm going to start with you, Owen. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr is back from injury. He's playing tonight. The Kansas City Chiefs just came off a loss this past Sunday against Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Steelers gave the uh, the Chiefs their first loss of the season. So, will the Chiefs bounce back and defeat Oakland in this game, or will Derek Carr rise to the occasion after coming back from an injury? Him and Beast Mode and all those guys there, Amari Cooper and everybody else, will they? Will that be enough to pull off a victory against Kansas City? Yes, I believe so. Can, with Kansas City Chiefs, I believe the Kansas City Chiefs will win this game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, explain please, this, please explain brother. Yourself. Yes, explain please, myself. Yourself. I don't think I have to because oh, the defense. Uh, if they, if they win, I will personally bring you back on the show. <laughs> Congratulate <laughs> you if they win. I'm not just saying okay. Uh, uh, the, uh not okay. I'm not saying that Oakland Raiders are scrubs. Yeah, because yeah. they're not. Yeah, but. Uh, overall, good team. But when you talk about the consistency, the consistency of Tariq Hill, Kareem Hunt, yeah, and the defense, Marcus Peters, I, that's why I say Kansas City will win. Oh, you just said uh, I meant Kansas yeah. City. Oh, I, I meant Kansas City. City will win. Okay, oh, I thought, oh, 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 I thought you said the Raiders. Man, you No, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, With, I'm, I'm, I'm really talking about Kansas City. Okay. Uh, Kansas okay. City will oh, win okay. this game. You about to be paying for yeah. this show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. You about to be one Mike With, Short. First of all, I With mean, the production of the defense, you have Marcus Peters on the team. Uh, you have uh, uh, Justin Houston uh, on the team. You have Tyreek Hill. Their offense is just. Their offense is phenomenal. They have a great feel for the game. They are they they are uh, systematically sound. The fact that Kareem Hunt came off the bench, he was not a starter. He came off the bench, and he's been putting up records like no other. He's leading the league in rushing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he came off the bench too. He came off the bench. Absolutely. Now, there's only two words that scares me about Kansas City. I think I debated Cliff with this on Monday. His name is Alex Smith. 
And I'm really talking about postseason play. I get it. They have a lot of weapons to do some great things in the regular season. They did it last year. I get all that. But we're talking about the postseason. Where doesn't show up. His name is Alex Smith. Where his playing playing time equates to the postseason? That's the real question we're asking, right? It should. No, it should. It should, yeah. I mean, you have no choice. I mean, you're in, even though you're in the AFC, but you still got to go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you still got the Patriots. So, at the end of the day, it should. If you have no choice. If you want to be – if you want to, you know, uh, run for – if you want to be a contender for the uh, for the championship, for the Super Bowl, you have no choice. But, nonetheless, we have to find out. So, unfortunately, guys, we are out of time. Time just goes by so fast. I told you all it was a jam-packed show today, but I definitely want to thank you all so much for joining us on the show. I definitely want to thank you, the listeners, for joining as well. Do us a favor. Visit our website at obnradio.com. Again, that's obnradio.com to become a listening partner. We've been serving the community through faith and athletics, and we are the voice of students. Athletics, you have been listening to Outspoken from the second floor of the Memorial Student Center, better known as the MSC. I'm going to leave you two with the final words today. So I'm going to start with you, Clifton. Give us your final take and your final thoughts of today. What have you been noticing so far just in terms of, you know, the start of the NBA? You still got the NFL going on. What are you expecting to see going forward? What I expect to see in the NBA is a great season for all the teams. Like, overall, I, I expect to see a lot of great matchups, a lot of close games overall. And as far as the NFL is concerned, I honestly want to see some teams that have been considered out rise above the occasion and make upsets overall. I believe a lot of teams that are slept on, especially in the NBA, will come out and and surprise a lot of people. Um, the usual teams that are always contending will always will always uh, work. Uh, as as far as the NFL, the, they will continue to be great and do things and play their, their heart out. Well, will those teams? Wow. wow. <laughs> well, you know what? We Unfortunately, we just out of time. We've just been joined by another guy who's normally on this show. His name is Michael Tucson. But Money unfortunately, Mike. we are out of time. My goodness, I cannot believe it. But we will see him hopefully uh, next week when we do this show again. We do two shows a week, so maybe we'll see him next week. <laughs> He's spread over here. We, we got to go. Thank you all so much for tuning in. For my main man, Clifton Monroe, for – Owen Roberts. I'm your host, Andre Davis. You have been listening to the sports edition of Outspoken right here on the Open Mike Broadcast Network. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.